Hi there. What's up? I'm Ola, an inhabitant of Lightbulb Moment, aka digital entrepreneur, a proud aunt, and a goofy nerd. I'm Chris, a designer, a creative tech enthusiast, and a semi-grown kid. This is the Ranting Bananas podcast. It sound right, boy. This is a letter to my future son. Well, welcome back to I hope you know that you Ranting Bananas, episode four of Big Questions. On the last episode, we kind of walked through um, what the process was when you were making the decision and when you guys were discussing uh, things with Sarah and the amazing therapist, Sue. So what, what have you arrived at post-therapy? What comes next? Where are you going? Yeah, so we we landed on different decisions. I wanted, well, I didn't want the child, and she, Sarah, does want the child. So therefore, we have to figure out what the best next step is for both of us. And for me, the question is, what sort of involvement, right? And in my head at that time, it was either zero involvement or a lot of involvement, like the full involvement. But actually there's so many gray areas in between. And and, and for the for the listeners out there, um, if you're ever struggling through this or have found yourself through it, there's actually lots of different ways you can look at this in terms of like the littlest involvement, you know, if you still want to be involved, it's like, are you okay with the kid knowing who you are? That could just be the involvement, right? It doesn't have to be the full whack. And I previously didn't know this. And so it, it was very enlightening to actually have that burden take, taken off you. Because if it wasn't your decision, then like, you know, it's it's very difficult to to then be fully involved because there's always something in the back of your head. So what I arrived at was precisely that, which is like, um, I'm definitely okay for the child to know who I am. And I, I and I would encourage it as well, because what we know is, or, well, I don't know this for a fact, but what we've been told is um, kids who grow up without a parent would always look for that parent in something else or try to find it. They'll, they'll have a missing hole in their heart, as, as, as you, as you say. So of course I'm all right. I don't want a kid endlessly searching for their kid and, and saying, you know, they don't have a dad and, and looking it for something in somewhere else and, and for it to be missing and having some psychological deeper impact. So of course, um, I'm okay with the kid knowing who I am. And throughout this whole process, Sarah was texting me, you know, just to give you some context, Sarah was texting me, you know, updates of hospital appointments and um, and her health and, you know, things like that, you know. And it wasn't that much, but because I was going through this process, like, you know, we obviously had different viewpoints of what we should do. I was just like, oh my God, this is too much. Like, it would be like, just reading, oh, it went to the doctors and, you know, baby's healthy, there's a heartbeat. And then, uh, you know, doctor says I shouldn't exercise that much. And I'm just like, holy fuck. You know, it got progressively more real. 
and it got progressively more like it just got me like in in super panic mode right so then i did i i I, you know said flat out i don't want to push notification i don't you know I, i think if 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 it's my decision i would want it to be in my hand the the whole basis of this decision and why i felt so uncomfortable is because one of my pillars in life in terms of what i care about is freedom and this seemed like it was freedom sucked out of my life or like you know just taken away from me because i couldn't do anything about it and the decision was fundamentally not mine um and, and maybe that's right but still nevertheless I had no freedom or I felt like I had no freedom. So a way for me to get back freedom is to do, to request that I want to engage on my own terms, right? I want to say, hey, if I want these messages, I, you know, I'm going to ask you, you know, or I'm going to be the one to reach out. There's, please, for now, because I don't know what I'm going to do, just radio silence and don't reach out. It's not to say that I don't care. It's just to say that I don't know how to deal with it right now. Or I don't even have necessarily a decision uh, for you right now of, of my involvement level. Because we already established that she's going to have this kid. So mm. the whole thing comes down to is my involvement. And my involvement now is radio silence and let me dwell on this decision. And, and we have some time, luckily. And, and really think about who am I? I think that's a question that will be answered through this decision process, but really what to do next. So really that's where we arrived at. And um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you touch upon something that, that might relate to your situation, but even more so to just anyone in general. And I think... And I think the subject is boundaries. And I think it's very easy to look at boundaries and automatically jump to a conclusion or a judgment that that person is being selfish. Um, when we're told no, when we're told we want space, when we're told we need time, we often get us like that first instinct is we make a judgment on the person that's told it to us, right? And I think... It's quite, you know, to me, it's quite brave the way you've been dealing with this. I know it's terrifying to be in this situation, but I I appreciate, you know, the honesty with which you've been dealing with this and, and the honesty that you continue to have exactly by saying, right now, I need to have complete space to not have this, to not hear about this, to have space to process this. And this is the boundary and the limit that I'm drawing so that I can consciously and in a as healthy as possible manner process what is going on so that I can come out of this making a decision on how else I can be involved if I can be involved what my involvement will be at all so if you knew your future child might listen to this what would you say to them Chris it's it's a fucking difficult question man (laughs) like fuck's sake but also what a beautiful opportunity i don't think before i don't think this was an opportunity afforded to anyone before and we're in the kind of times now where well that's very possible that that might happen (laughs) trying to put a cherry on top of that for you (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so there's actually two really good songs that I, I, I want to play if it's allowed, but and maybe we'll play at different parts of this episode or whatever, but I don't know how it's going to work. But there's two great songs that can express what I want to say in a much more eloquent way than I could ever put. Um, one's by J. Cole, the other's by uh Marlon Craft and yet again it's um the first song by J. Cole is about him getting a girl pregnant when he was young and not knowing how to deal with it and then the the second one is actually to this question what would you say to your future child this is a letter to my future son I hope you know that you the one hope you know the list is short of things from which you should run yeah I hope you love whoever you become You've been burdened with a lot of shit that you ain't done shit to deserve But I don't want to give you lists of things you should shun I'd rather give you the facilities to choose Understand you's also born with lots of privileges to use As you see fit if you keep it to you Can't lie, I'd be disappointed But just promise me you won't be on some misinformed shit Seek truth and make peace with it Don't do that backwards Don't take that word on what you need to know Learn how tax works Before you judge harshly Learn how to act first I bring you to a world designed to disenchant your brilliance Riddle you with guilt cause they can't commodify innocence And I hope that you live in it Cause there's love in the midst of it Hope you watch down your field with cups filled to the brim with it I think a lot of dads hope their son will be like them All I can think about is the ways I hope you're different Your father talked a lot, I hope you listen Your father let his stresses win in ways I hope is distant to you And don't let nobody else try to live shit through you That's including me, this world's for you to see There'll only ever be one you So decide who you want you to be And live beautifully What are some of the lessons learned in all of this like what are you coming out of coming out with get my tubes tied isn't it <laughs> what an idiot so it's funnily enough i was talking to uh my current partner my beautiful beautiful wonderful partner um all right um, all right calm down all right fucking hell it's because i love him <laughs> um but we were talking about different types of contraception because um uh, our anniversary is coming up, and one of the one of the gifts we wanted to to give um, to to one another was um, was fertility tests. We just wanted to kind of check out if we're fertile. If so, how many eggs do I have left, etc. Because our plan is to get pregnant maybe in two years from now. Um, so I was like, it would be cool to 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 find this out. But to find out, you need to kind of go off the pill for it to be more accurate. Um, so I had been off the pill for a month. We did have a little pregnancy scare, but I got my period. So, um, (laughs) but, uh, but foolish. It's so foolish. It's so foolish. The whole topic with condoms and I don't feel comfortable wearing it. Uh, I know he's been very encouraging to like try and do it, but I had been very bad with it. And, uh, anyway, the, uh, what I was, what I was getting at is, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay all right let's bring it back no, to the wait. question wait what was the what was lessons learned lessons <laughs> lessons learned wait so two times <laughs> sorry that's face, a, yeah. 
Too You're tired. Like, uh, like something's happening there, but it's like buffering. You like? I'm hungry. I didn't have food. Tying tubes. Tying tubes. That's what we were gonna chat about. So tying tubes. So we were we were talking about fertility and um different contraception contraceptive options, and and we looked up um you know getting a vasectomy. So unfortunately, with a vasectomy, you you can tie your tubes and you can get them untied, but there's quite a high chance that they might not work the same anymore afterwards. So it's quite risky if you do want to have a baby. Maybe you can freeze some sperm and then tie your tubes. That could be a good solution. Um, I'm also thinking of freezing my eggs just in case. So so if we maybe don't end up having a baby in two years, maybe I will get some eggs frozen. But um, this all reminds me of this, uh, of the law in Sweden, by the way, this whole conversation. So in Sweden... A man has a right to choose to not be financially responsible for the baby in a similar time frame as the woman chooses to have an abortion or not. So, you know, you have up to 12 months, 12 weeks to choose whether you're going to have an abortion or not. And I think you, the guy has up to 12 weeks to decide, I don't want to be financially involved in this pregnancy. So I think that gives the woman you know, that extra bit of information, okay, do I want to have this baby or not, right? I, I guess they're not bound by law to provide for the baby. So um, so I thought that was really interesting. But back to lessons learned, seriously. I don't know if you were serious about getting your t- tubes tied. Uh, are you still having unprotected sex? I mean, I know Vietnam's now in lockdown, but since all of this happened, Chris... Shut up, man. Yeah, I am. Fuck. <laughs> it's so bad. So, so, is there some kind of self-sabotage involved in all of this? Like, what? where's the stemming uh, maybe. from? I don't know, man. It's just, you know, sex is not, I, I don't know. Like, sex is like, it's just a thing that people do, right? It just feels better. Like, that's it. Like, literally, I don't think there's a deeper layer to it. Like, I don't think I'm that deep. Like, come on. Everybody knows it's true, right? If you, this is like first principles. Like, why is it true? Because, you know, because it is. That's the root thing, right? And then, of course, there's these consequences we're talking about. But lessons learned, though, like on a serious note, right? Um, It's like the kind of father I want to be because this this question of, of or, or like this thing of, you know, really, you know, in life becoming a father, right? Um, it, it's a great question. What sort of father will you be? And, you know, how 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 is that going to work? And the funny thing is a year ago, my friend in Bangkok found out he was a dad. His wife is pregnant. And so me and him for, for the past year have been discussing, you know, concepts of being a good father, right? And then we talk about, you know, our dads or our granddads and things we we think that are important to establish in terms of values and norms and all this stuff, right? So I think um, for me, the lessons learned is to think about that stuff more and even to concrete it, write it out, or I don't know, I don't know what it is, right? But but that picture of of what I think a good parent is or parents is, is becoming a lot more clearer. And without this experience, that would have never happened and it would have just been a hypothetical and it's all good in discussion, right? 
But when you think about it and how it affects your life, um, it becomes more real and more actionable in that sense. Am I ready to do that? No, fuck no. But am I contemplating it? And, and I'm thinking there's a real path to it or at least some actionable items? Yes, like mm. 100%. Right. Um, but will I stop having unprotected sex? Uh, you know, it's let's another podcast. Oh my god! Do you know that? I'm Vietnam- kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm fucking kidding. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that- guys! Jesus Christ! Vietnam has the rate of forty percent of pregnancies that are terminated every year. Forty percent. That's almost half of the pregnancies that happen are terminated. You're going to be one of those people contributing to that statistic now, Chris, if you don't start wearing some form of protection or, you know, let, just Let me say. give you another statistic. Let me give you another statistic. So um, my friend knows the guy who runs this convenience store chain, one of the fastest growing ones in Vietnam at the moment. It's called GS25. And he says the main moneymaker of that fucking convenience store is condoms people be fucking in vietnam people be fucking <laughs> this should be a moment for a a sound that goes like doink, doink. <laughs> i'll tell i'll tell christian to do it um okay so when i asked you if there's some self-tabotage with this and you said you know what i do it because it feels good so unicorn startup idea how about we make condoms that are made out of that person's foreskin. So there's no sort of like snipping or anything like that involved, but just using stem cells to 3D print basically a condom that's basically just foreskin. So like instead of your own foreskin, you put another of your own foreskin. So like instead of, you know, a con- so then that feels good for the girl. It feels good for you because it's both like... <laughs> What? I really think this could work. It's like flesh on flesh. Oh, it's so weird though, isn't it? Like it's so flesh on flesh, so it's like it's proper. So would I I think we've got something here? I'm gonna. Would I need a 3D printer? Would I need a 3D printer at home? And like, how fresh is the skin gonna be? And like, because it's skin, it's it's like biodegradable, right? So no, 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 no. So think work? about it as the Uber for foreskin condoms, and you like go in and out. Uber for foreskin condoms, <laughs> like what? Even that's ridiculous to say out loud. Like what the fuck? So you like instead of like Uber Eats, it's Uber Uber foreskin, um, and it's like you click and you order your foreskin, and then it arrives within like a time frame of like two hours, right? So they already have that's your stem cells when you registered. When you registered, they already have your stem cells. Okay, faster, faster, however long it takes to 3D print. But slogan, listen to this. Foreskin for you. A good way to do it is if you do the Uber idea, but it's like in like a, let's just say like a box, right? And you put it in your freezer. So it's quote unquote fresh. And then when you know you're going to have sex, you put it in your fridge, you defrost it. And then, you know, because you you need it in your house, right? But also the problem is also is like, if you're on a night out and you bring a foreskin condom with you, is it going to like, 
survive until wh- whatever time you have sex. Like, yeah, it will be interesting to see how also, long it. Yeah, what what's its expiry date? Because I think the outside is fine, but it's like what's on the inside. <laughs> so that's the bit that I'm a bit like, oh, I'm not sure. Good thing to explore. If you freeze it, do you then like defrost it in the microwave? And what if you like overcook it? Oh, it's like bacon foreskin. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> That's disgusting, and does it taste, doesn't, it, does it taste like pig intestines? You know, the dish in Vietnam. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, oh, I, I don't wow. know. Also, like. The foreskin's quite thick compared to actual condoms, right? Like it's it's a thicker type skin. It's not as thin as you no, want. But like because like, condoms are really thin. No, but it feels natural. That's the point. Because I think that's the problem right. with condoms. No matter how thin, they still feel artificial, and it still feels like it's not your partner. Whereas, like I feel like with the if it was your my partner's foreskin, God, I pray to God that my 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 boyfriend's mom is not gonna listen to this because this will be (laughs) but yeah but i just think you know the the sensation would be just much more so when i was um quick fact before we finish this uh before i used to work uh for dartmouth college um was a foundation and I ran this uh, surgical charity project where we'd operate on kids for free in Vietnam. So doctors from like Harvard, uh, Yale, all of that, they would come to Vietnam and, and would do these surgeries um, for free. So there was my, my boss basically uh, would do penile reconstructions and they are made, um, the skin's taken from, from here, from your forearm, because it's quite similar texture and thickness. And um, a tube from inside your uh, cheek is taken to create wow. the the urethra. Um, yeah, so then you can even like have ejaculations, uh, I think. And um, good. That's a fun fact. In case anyone was wondering, if you ever need a penile reconstruction, now you know. And <clears throat> that concludes our mini series on big questions. I think. Um, we might be doing some follow-up in the future just because this is obviously still happening in Chris's life and it's still very much uh, a big question, many big questions. I think daily there's still a lot of things you're thinking about and going through. Um, And yeah, hopefully we can get Sarah to come on the show uh, and give us her perspective as well. Yeah, that one is um, interesting. I won't be here for that one, but I would definitely want to listen to it. And I hope she does it, like, all honesty, um, because I think it'll be good to just kind of not be there, but listen to the conversation, like, speaking to you, uh, like, as openly as possible. I don't know if it's going to happen as open as how we're (laughs) speaking about this. Oh, sorry. But... Yeah, I, I, I would really want to listen to it as well just to see what she's going through because I think if I break radio silence, it's going to mean something more to her than mm. than it's going to mean more to me. And so for me, it's like you know, considering what I can do and if it's just financial stuff, I'm sure I could figure it out. Um, but I think that's a shit, shitty way to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't think... I want to be a parent like that. I don't think I want to be a Zoom dad that just sends money every month. Like, how much money is enough money? And yeah. does that 
does that then mean you know you're a good dad no it doesn't like it, 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 that's just stupid right like so yeah but also we're talking about involvement right so it could just be money because maybe that's the only thing i could do at this point uh you know uh, i i don't know so everything's going through my head but we'll see what happens well in the meantime you've got your friends to help you go through it <laughs> but I'm interested to hear uh, from anyone who, who listens, you know, what their experiences are. So if anyone has experiences they'd like to share, I think we'd love to hear about them. But thank you for listening. Peace out. A-Town. A-Town. Yeah. Uh, baby girl, I can't imagine what it's like for you. I got you pregnant, now inside there is a life in you I know you wonder that this is gonna make me think about wife and you Like if you had my first child, would I spend my whole life with you? Now I ain't trying to pick a fight with you, I'm trying to talk Now I ain't trying to spend a night with you, I'm kind of lost, see I've been giving this some thought lately and frankly I'm feeling like we ain't ready And it's, hold up now, let me finish Think about it baby, me and you, we still kids ourselves. How we gonna raise a kid by ourself? Handle biz by ourself? A nigga barely over 20, where the hell we gonna live? Where am I gonna get that money? I refuse to bring my boy and my girl in this world when I ain't got shit to give him. And I'm not with the niggas who be knocking girls up and skate out. So girl, you gotta think about how the options wait out. What's the wait out? Uh, and I ain't too proud to tell you that I cry sometimes. I cry sometimes about it. And girl, I know it hurt, but if this world was perfect, then we can make it work, but I doubt it. And I ain't too proud to tell you that I cry sometimes. I cry sometimes about it.